Owning a small business can be overwhelming. How can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. There's so many places to reach customers. Email, text messages, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, live events. The list goes on. How are you, as the business owner, expected to own all of those channels? That's where Constant Contact comes in to help. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. I use this to grow my email list, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. It's the favorites presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. This football season must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine in New York. Tennessee red line is one eight hundred eight eight nine nine seven eight nine. Call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am for every episode, by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello. What a day, Chad. So many things happening, so many moving parts. Crazy 24 to 48 hours in the world of Chicago Bears fans. I got to say, welcome to our listeners who are listening live on AMP. We're really enjoying it, doing it live on AMP. Not that we don't still love doing a podcast for the literally hundreds of thousands of other <laughs> listeners uh, who are not listening on AMP. Uh, since I have everybody's attention, Simon and I have been uh, teasing for the past couple of weeks, that we are doing a live episode, a live favorites from Keeneland Racecourse in Lexington, Kentucky, the horse capital of the world. That is this Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern, Friday afternoon, recording from Radio Row inside Keeneland. Again, 1 p.m. Keeneland, Friday afternoon, Radio Row. If you're headed to the Breeders' Cup, we'd love to see you. Come by. Simon will be there. Matt Mitchell will be there. I will be there. We're all going to be there. Big, big live show from Keeneland Radio Row, 1 p.m. Eastern, Friday afternoon. And I can promise you, if you're like nearby and you're like, I always wanted to meet these guys, this is it. I will never be back in Kentucky and Lexington the rest of my life, most likely. But in this, at least this form, me and Chad talked all the time about doing a live show. Uh, 
we'll, we'll try to work on something for our Northeast people. Uh, got a lot of complaints about that, but as far as me being in Lexington during the football season, this is it, baby. Only time I'd be there is for the Breeders' Cup. So, yeah, if you want to come meet us, we'll be there Friday. Maybe Chad's, Chad's dipping out. Maybe in that night, that city, you can buy me a drink. It'll be a good time. I'll be there Thursday. I'm leaving Friday. You'll be there Thursday night, Friday night. Uh, also, Phillies playoff game. we'll be hanging out with uh, our good friend Stucky from BBOC and the Action Network podcast. He lives in Lexington. His wife runs a great bar there. We'll be all over town on Thursday night. Dude, <laughs> listen to me. What are you laughing at? What's the name of the bar? The Stagger, Stagger Inn. Inn. Stagger Inn. It. Get it? Get it? it? Oh, my God. I love it. That's the great. Stagger Inn. Holy shit. We got to listen. <laughs> The Chicago Bears have made a lot of moves in the last 48 hours. They yeah. got rid of Roquan Smith. They just, in the last 10 minutes before we came on air, traded for Chase Claypool. So I got a text from uh, a guy I went to high school with. His name is John Gault. He listens to the podcast. He was upset about, wasn't upset, but he was commenting on the Bears run defense. And my comment to him was, I don't give a shit about the Bears run defense. Since the bye, they seem to have figured out better ways to use Justin Fields. In the last 48 hours, the Bears have traded away, traded away Roquan Smith, who they were going to have to pay a shitload of money to, who's a great tackler, but he's tackling a lot of guys because the Bears defense sucks. And he happens to be in the place where you're supposed to make the most tackles. So I'm not like looking over my shoulder thinking, oh my God, we're getting rid of a guy who's an all-pro linebacker when he hasn't really been an all-pro linebacker in his career and wants a lot of money. So I was thrilled about that trade. The Chase Claypool trade, that one's got some legs because now you are starting to give Justin Fields the weapons. You can't get a quarterback, not give him an offensive line, make bad play calls, and then not give him weapons and start saying he's no good. And this is the argument for the Bears that they have done so many times in the past. I like this move. Like it a lot. It doesn't change anything for this season, but I love it for the future. For the season changes for me is that now he's getting to put work in with him during the season, going into an offseason. And I mean, Claypool should be your number one. We think he has a talent to be the number one. Now he should be when he's the main focus. But again, you guys are going to have a hundred million dollars now freed up, right? You're not going to pay all these guys that you just got rid of. So you have a bunch of money freed up. The hope is you do what the Bengals have tried to do. You buy some offensive linemen, but unlike the Bengals, you're hopefully they can work, but it's, it's what other option do the bears have to do? They need to spend the money and surround Justin Fields with the best talent they can. So I like it. Your guys, GM, he drafted well with not that many picks on your defensive side. Keeping the young guys, right? That's what he's doing now. He's getting guys, young guys more chances to play. And what Chad just nailed on the head. It's like, love what you're seeing from the Bears. You don't want to make the playoffs if you're a Bears fan. You kind of want to just see Justin Fields improve, and that's what you're seeing right now. So, yeah, exciting, exciting times for the Chad and the Bears. Now we can talk about some winning teams like the Eagles and the Bills, like me and Matt Mitchell have. I just want the Bears. <laughs> I just want the Bears to be good enough to be optimistic. And also there is a report right now, Matt Mitchell was sending it to us in Slack. Uh, one of the writers for the Texans <clears throat> says he's not seeing wide receiver Brandon Cooks at Texans walkthrough practice right now, which means, you know, there have been rumors about Brandon Cooks potentially being traded uh if he's not at walkthrough and he's healthy then chances are good that he might be on the way out of houston as well simon we went four and one last week we are three games out of first for a million dollars in our contest i thought about it this morning 
when I was getting ready for the day and knowing we had the podcast, did I even want to say the words three games out of first for a million dollars? Cause I don't want to jinx it. It makes me uncomfortable, but four and one, eight straight weeks of winning records. I know, listen, we're fucking due. We're the Vikings. We're the Falcons, you know, <laughs> we're due for a loss, but uh feels pretty good. I mean, Chad, you can't say you're not trying. You're, you are ice cold, my friend. But lucky for you, you got your friend here, Simon, to carry you through these dark times because it's really hard. I, I get how hard it is. It's like every week I'm second-guessing myself. I mean, Chad talks to me Sunday morning. There's just certain games that just feels too easy. And, like, again, maybe I'm, we're both just seeing the board that well. But when we talked in the morning, Chad, I do think we had a little bit of a tough time, right? Because we're, we're – yeah we're picking between lines that aren't good anymore. And for me, Chad, we're not, we're a huge stickler for lines, but when you're sitting there and the, the Detroit's two and a half and they're four, that's tough. When you're sitting there and the 49ers are minus one and a half and now they're plus whatever it was two at that point, it was like, okay, we're still going to take the 49ers. We still believe in it, but we knew we were taking a bad number. So the, the, the blinds one was just brutal in the sense that they had 27 points in that first half and all we needed was a field goal and we would have covered that number. And instead, they just could not get a single point in the second half. So great week. I mean, the Carolina one, again, that was one I, I feel like you loved, and I was just agreeable with you. Loved. It's like our guy, Chris Raybon, is hot. He's on fire. He came in with that pick, and I was just like, I don't love it. It's a good number. Chad wants it. I'll give it to him because, again, I knew I was picking an ugly one. That 49ers one was a public road favorite in a divisional game. I got why it was kind of a tough pick, but – that, that Carolina game, Chad, I went from being so damn mad at you because I was just like staring at this being like, what the hell? This guy is killing me. He just gave me, he gave, why did he give us Carolina? We should, because that pick six, you were probably feeling the same way after that pick six with PJ. It's tough, right? When you take Dude, these dogs, they throw a pick six, you think you're dead, but that so was fun. We're really funny. fun. Just a fun weekend. It was, it was a great weekend. Um, to give a little more context and remind people, the contests were in the lines lock in the middle of the week. So those yeah. are lines that we play, but we don't have to put our picks in until Sunday. So we get both the benefit of closing line value, but also games we love. We might not have the lines that we love on Wednesday when we love it on, when they love the game on Sunday. Yeah. Everything we do as transparent as it can be. Uh, we put the picks into the app action network app. It's free download. It's award-winning. Uh, you can follow every pick. We put them in Sunday, follow the faves five in the action network app. And you'll see where we land. And I give explanations about why we're making the games we we chose and and where the line's closed and what we like the game to if the line that we're locking in on isn't the line that's available. If we still like it on Sunday morning, just go download the app, follow the Faves 5. You're going to get everything up to the minute, right? Panthers, I had to convince you of. Cowboys, we both loved. Niners was a terrible line, but we decided to take it because we liked the Niners regardless. Yeah. Uh, the Browns, we never wavered. What I liked about this conversation was normally we don't like the Monday night games because we just don't want to wait. It's not because we think there's anything mathematical about it. We're just <laughs> fucking babies and don't want to wait. Well, it's uh, stressful, especially it's if you're, stressful. you're 4-0. I hate that. Or if you're 2-2. Two and two, Yeah, like, even you, worse. You know? Yeah. So yeah, you got to go through all day Monday just... <laughs> Sitting on an egg. Yeah. Um, but uh, we we stuck with it. And the Lions were two and a half. We liked them at four. We liked them at two and a half. We thought they were a live underdog, like money line. It was game money theory, line though. Dog. We talked about that. To me, it was game theory. Again, we do that a lot in the contests where I thought the number was shit. I said that to Chad. 
but I said such shit that everyone of their grandmoms can be on it. And I looked at the contest, 49% of the people in our contest took that number. Only 8% took Detroit. So that was one of those. Me and Chad are three games back. If that one hits, we're probably two games, maybe even one game, because it was, again, the most picked play, yep. especially by these top people. So, again, we, we're going to do that a lot of times. People, again, people are complaining about us taking bad numbers. I, again, we haven't even talked about the, the bet off, but uh, I, 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 I got I, a I theory. I never thought we were going to put the Vikings in just because we never really talked about putting them in. So to no. me, that was going to be a tough one to squeeze in. So the cards, that was ugly. And there was a point on Sunday, uh, it was very stressful as the, as the early games were ending. My younger son turned 16 on Friday. He got his, <laughs> he got his driver's license permit. In Connecticut, you got to have your permit for a few months to get supervised driving before you can get your license. Mm. He's been wanting to drive all weekend. So I took him Saturday and like midway through the fourth quarter on Saturday, he's like, Hey dad, can we go driving? Me through through the fourth quarter of the early games. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's just wait until these early games end. And uh, he's like, okay. I am like standing in front of the TV. And at one point I'm doing the math in my head. <laughs> the, do I think right now with 12 seconds left and the Panthers down, I have a better shot with them covering than I do with the Cardinals against the Vikings with more time left on the clock. And then I was like, would I rather win the Panthers game and get another game in the contest or win the bet off with Simon? And I decided, and I slacked you guys this, I'd rather lose the bet off and win the Panthers game. And I actually said in my head, I think I have a better shot to win the Panthers game. Then the Cardinals game with a 12 second heave ho. Yeah. And then PJ Walker threw that fucking miracle, beautiful pass. And then DJ Moore took his helmet off. And then I left when Carolina like <laughs> had some crazy interception run back to take my kid driving. And I'm like, all right, we're going to be okay. But I didn't slack anybody because I didn't want to say anything. And I got back and saw what had happened and it all worked out. Okay. And we didn't crash and it all worked out great. It's a long winded way of saying we should have been five and oh. Chad's got to learn to listen to a guy who's a professional that as soon as he oh. made that pick, he already was at 40% chance of losing that bet. And what happened? Chad lost again. So two and oh, and he lost in scooch roulette. Just terrible, terrible mistakes by Chad. Oh my weekend. God. I'm so, but you know what? I'll your take four ego. and one. I'll your drag your corpse across the finish line. It's getting care. so fucking big. We're not even going to talk about the early few weeks of the year where I was carrying you, where I was crushing you <laughs> in Scooch Roulette, where I'm making the right choices, where it's Sunday what morning. Was that, week three? Whereas it's Sunday morning and Simon is like, all these voices are in my head and it's so hard in the first three weeks and I don't have any data. And I'm like, Simon, let's focus on what we know. Let's break our bad <laughs> habits. Let's do the right things. So if you need to go on the air right now and fluff yourself because you think you got to tell everybody how genius you are. I won't, I'll be the bigger guy and I won't remind everyone how I was carrying you earlier in the year. You just won't learn your lesson. I'm not trying to fluff myself. I literally called you a fool last show. I haven't called anyone a fool in a lifetime. I love Chad. Chad's trying his best. Don't get on Chad's case. It's really hard to pick winners. So that, that Cardinals one, it was just classic, right? Even in the back of your mind, you had to have known you made a mistake. As soon as you saw they're a public dog. I, I have been betting as a winner for 20 fucking years. I wrote the book. I started the business. I built the beat. We sold this company for $240 million. Don't tell me I'm not good at making bets. 
that literally means zero to sports gambling. I don't care if you wrote a thousand books on sports gambling. You still don't know anything compared to what pros know. Chad Millman wrote a book. I didn't really like the Vikings. I just knew a really smart group was on it. Chad came in big and ho-hunch on his Cardinals. So, again, I love you. I'm so sick of you. All We're right. winning. Nine, not eight straight weeks. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Eagles, Texans, your Eagles in the city of champions. The Eagles are 13 and a half point favorites on the road on Thursday night. I know Chad's probably going to be on Houston, but this is just, I'll take the best team in the NFC right now against arguably the worst team in football that cannot stop the run. Like, I, I can't believe that, that Houston couldn't beat Tennessee last week. They had a rookie that couldn't throw the ball further than 10 yards. Derrick Henry was just a man. He looked like literally an NFL player playing in a high school game. Like yeah. They just could not bring down Derrick Henry. I would love to take a short, short week, take a big dog at home. I'm not going to let them suck me in. Uh, I'd bet this up to 14. So I think you're getting a good number on the Eagles. And Eagles first half, it's going it's 7-0. and if it's under minus six and a half, that'd be incredible to bet. But I'm not sure what it is right now. But I just I keep betting it every week and it keeps coming through. So um, I, I don't know if we'll have this in our contest. because Again, this is such a huge number. I don't think we're doing this in the contest. It's the rare time where it's like last week I went two and one on the big favorites. And I like this big favorite this week. I like the Eagles here. Eagles are a touchdown favorite in the first half right now. That's a nice number. So I take that. Um, but definitely not a contest play. <laughs> I mean, what do you see in Houston? How do they cover this number? They're about to get rid of Brandon Cooks. Like, what are they doing on third downs that gives you confidence they can keep this close? It's not a question of what I'm seeing on the field. It's only the situation. And honestly, if this wasn't the Eagles, you'd be with me. What? If this was the Chiefs or the Bills, I would not be with you. You, you do understand how good the Eagles are, right? They're the third highest odds for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, Houston's the worst team Houston, on the road. Worst team in the of NFL football. on a short week is a massive number. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't get scared off of that. I mean, I, I feel like if this was 14, I'd maybe start leaning towards you. But uh, you get under two touchdowns. Right? That's a nice number to me for this Eagles team. All right. Vikings on the road at the Commanders. Here's one that we both love. Simon says. Simon says. Yeah. When Simon says, do it, we do what Simon says. Simon says, another three and a half. I think last week we gave out Cleveland. They were just at three. This week we got the little bump. Um, I don't even know if it was because of TJ Hawkinson. I feel like it was three and a half um, when I bet it Sunday No, night. no, it's been three and a half uh, yeah. for, since it opened, basically. Situationally, we like Washington. We like their defense. We like the rhythm they found on offense. That was the first time they've come back in a game. They were down double digits in the fourth quarter since Mark Brunel. Like Washington has been lost for the last like 20 years. Again, I'm not saying Heineke's found them, but they're four and four right now in the hardest division of football. Like you can't just act like that's not pretty impressive for this Washington team that I kind of left them for dead as well. But we've been riding them the last couple of weeks here and they've been winning for us. I'll keep it going. Again, an undervalued line. We, we joked, this feels like a Carson Wentz tax. Like they, they're, they're going off the data from earlier in the season when Wentz was the quarterback as well. I make this line closer to two and a half, two. I'll take this every time. Again, the Vikings are really good. Chad tried to catch him last week against the Cardinals. I just, they are going to get caught. This Vikings team is going to get caught. Like they keep getting away with these games that their defense gives up a ton of yards, but they get into prompt 
for, uh, fumbles on the kickoffs or drop punts or weird interceptions by their defense. So situationally, I like Washington. The fact that their defense has been playing so well, that's huge to me because I do think they're going to be able to get pressure on Kirk here, which is a big deal. So I'm back in Heineke. Um, this will be three weeks straight now. I've backed them, but he, he's produced. He's covered for us every week. We backed him, Chad. Yeah, I love Washington in this spot. The Vikings are so interesting. Look, last week, I think the Cardinals had just taken the lead. The Vikings had punted the ball away. Greg Dortch, an Action Network all-time fave going back to his college days, fumbles the ball. The Vikings recover. They take the lead. You know, Kyler Murray. Well, they were up two at that point. Though, but no, they took the cover, you're saying. Because then they went up nine at that point. Yeah, that's right. And so I'll be curious this week to see where the Vikings are in the luck rankings. Yeah. Because they're they're like the Giants, right? They, they've been getting by. <laughs> yeah. It's funny coming into the year. Like, the one possession games determines everything. Like we haven't talked to the Jaguars, um, a team that is completely melted in one possession games. The Vikings, the Giants, they like they flipped their whole season because they just keep winning these one possession games. So the Vikings, to me, the crazy part about them is the fact that Kirk hasn't been the one biting them, right? He's been actually functioning pretty well in that offense. Um, I just never envisioned them being sitting here with one loss heading into week nine. It, it is crazy. And the only loss is to the Eagles. So they're playing yeah. really well. The Panthers, a missed field goal away from being first place in the <laughs> NFC South, uh, are on the road at the Bengals. They're seven-point underdogs. No Jamar oh, Chase. Oh, God. No Jamar Chase. I know. Um, the Panthers are sort of probably getting out of their that glow us against the world feeling you have when your best player is traded and your coach is fired. And, you know, the Bengals were so bad on Monday Night Football that you almost feel like you're probably getting a discount here and the Panthers are overinflated. Yeah. I mean, obviously we both wish it was six and a half, but this was, it feels too easy sometimes, Jen, like the games we do. I don't know if you want to make this our foxhole bet, but it feels that way just because I don't really think anyone's going to be on the Bengals this week. I just see everyone coming in on the Panthers just because they don't get it. Their schedule of losses in football. I know it sounds crazy. I couldn't tell. I tried to explain the reasoning to everyone about that a Browns matchup and throwing out all the DVOA and all the crazy numbers, just in the fact that you have to take it week to week. And that Cincinnati game, that was such a bad spot for them. Huge win. Now playing against a divisional foe that had a bad loss on the road. Joe Burrow now 0-4 against that Browns team in his career. He just does not play well against them. So now you get Joe at home off an embarrassing loss like that. I feel like every time he's in the spot, he dominates the team. Just so happens it's a team that I'm with you, Chad. I think they might be reeling a little bit. Like you just lost a divisional game that was four first in your division. Now you're going on the road again, right? Back-to-back road games. That's hard. That's a really tough spot to be putting this Carolina team. And P.J. And P.J. played so well in that game against Atlanta. I just can't see them doing it again against the Bengals team. That Their defense, those two touchdowns they gave to the Browns in the second half, first touchdowns they gave up all season in the second half. So just a bounce-back spot for the Bengals. Um I love it. Back-to-back weeks, so I was taking Fox on a favorite. Uh, 49ers last week, this week, the Bengals. Yeah, I'm down with that. Let's put it in the Fox hole. Let's climb down into the Fox hole.
Bills on the road, 12-point favorites at the Jets. We got a little bit of a pro Joe split here. 54% of the tickets on the Bills, 60% of the money on the Jets. One of our most bet games of the week so far. Last week, you loved the Bills. Yeah. You know, kind of a bad beat in terms of a, of not getting the cover. But, <laughs> yeah, um, well, you know, as soon as you saw a line up there down 17 and oh, Rodgers yeah. had the ball, you know, everyone yeah. knows. It's it's time to turn it off and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I went to bed last night with the Browns. They were up 25, 25 nothing. Yeah. I'm like, if it if if they come back and I miss it, that'll be time well spent sleeping. <laughs> That's what I did. I just tweeted out that we had already won, even though it was third quarter, because I was like, if history is made tonight and Joe Burrow has five touchdowns in the second half, so be it. No, this tweet's not gonna look like an idiot when I wake up. Bills are 12-point favorites on the road to the Jets. That Bills are probably the best team in football. They played so bad against Green Bay, and they still won by 10. The weapons, like when Diggs is good, when Gabriel Davis is good, when Josh Allen can pick up 10 yards anytime he wants to run it, the only way they lose is if they beat themselves. Like, there's just – so if, you, if you're betting the Jets, you're betting on Josh Allen having back-to-back bad games. And he just had a bad game and put up 27 points. So I just don't see it. Um Historically, again, as a favorite, Josh Allen now in his career, I think he's six and two now as a, as a double digit favorite. Um, so I'll keep riding the train. I'll keep backing him. It hurt me last week. That back door hurt, but I'm not going to let it scare me off. I'll just take him as a big favorite against a Zach Wilson that, yeah, he threw for 350 yards, but I think any Jets fan would say he looked lost in that game and he made a lot of dumb decisions. He said a lot of weird quotes this week that's just rubbed a lot of people wrong. Um, but man, I. I can't believe the fact that, again, that Patriots game, they're probably going to lose it, but it was 10 to, th- it was 10 to three and, or maybe it was 10 to six and he throws that pick six. Mac Jones throws a pick six and they call it rough in the passer. So instead of being 17 to six or um, 17 to three, they call that back. Mac drives the field. They score a touchdown. Now they're up 13 to 10. It just completely flipped that game that one play. So I, I maybe I'm undervaluing the Jets here. But I just – it's more about the Bills. I just think the Bills are the best team of football right now. I don't know how the Jets are going to move the ball against this Bills team. They just It's a good matchup offensively and defensively for this Bills team. So um, we'll stay away. We won't put it in the contest, but I'll probably end up taking the Bills this week. What's interesting is, you know, last week I wanted to play the Bills in the second half and because um, they've been so dominant. The line was four and a half before the game in the second half. And then during the game, it got down to two and a half at halftime. And even though they were up, I think, 24-7, or it was, it was a pretty big lead at halftime, uh, I couldn't pull the trigger even on two and a half. I just felt like something ain't right here. And, uh, <laughs> and sure enough, they didn't, they didn't cover in the second half. I'd be curious to see if I feel differently this week on the Jets. Yeah. No, Divisional they're... game, worst team. Right. You know, nobody who can like the Packers are always an Aaron Rodgers, you know, Romeo Dobbs finally catching the ball pass away from scoring. The Jets are never going to score. They don't have good running backs. They have That's a the issue. terrible, terrible quarterback. Like they lost their blue chipper. They lost the horse of the team and Bryce Hall. So I, I, I don't want to be the guy always taking, right? Like we love home dogs, big divisional dogs. I feel like I should be on the Jets here. 
I just think they're reeling right now. It's just bad, bad mojo um, for that team after so many big injuries. Indianapolis Colts are on the road at the New England Patriots. Patriots bounce back, uh, cover against the Jets, the Colts. Uh, brutal, brutal loss to Washington. Good for us. We love Washington plus three. They're reeling, right? They just fired their offensive coordinator. Frank Reich is doing everything he can to save his job. Sam Ellinger was kind of blah. Like people would get excited about his ability to run with the ball, but not great. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. dropped an easy pass <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the field that could have gotten them closer to field goal range to end the game. I don't know. Kind of a dead I, number. Block yeah, by much. the by the book, though, you know what we're supposed to do here. And we're supposed to take the Colts. Like, this is kind of the spot you do take them after a brutal loss like that. They go on the road. It's usually a rallying moment for this team against a Patriots team that I still think Mac Jones looks broken. Like, he didn't – he wasn't the reason they beat the Jets. Like, that running game and their defense was the reason they beat the Jets. So, um, I like this game to be close. I just see these two teams are very equal to me. We're getting a free two and a half, two points, just because it's a young kid on the road here. Uh, that's the fear, right, with Belichick. So, hard hard week for contests. Like, we might have to force one of these ones in, but I just I, – how am I going to get behind the Colts on the road? I can bet it. It's just hard to make it one of my five best bets. I just oh, – I'm scared of it. It's not even close to a contest play. <laughs> that's, I, I agree with you. The Colts are probably the right side. The yeah. Patriots are not a good enough team to be – you know, on the plus side of closer to being a touchdown than a field goal. Um, but do we back Mac Jones in the contest when we're three out from a million dollars? There's no way. <laughs> uh, but the Raiders, one point favorites on the road at Jacksonville. Do we back the Trevor Lawrence's? The line just moved to two. Money just came in. On the Raiders, so the line and the Jags just moved to uh, plus two. Look, Trevor Lawrence has disappointed us nonstop, non-freaking-stop. But as a dog at home against a not-very-good team? I know, but they just got zero points, the Raiders. I feel like you – didn't you have some crazy stat earlier in the year? Yeah, it was yeah. something with the Colts because the Colts yeah. had zero points, and then the next week they beat the Chiefs outright. Yeah. You're right. Like when when a team, yeah, it's basically a stat. Like teams that don't cover and get blown out. <laughs> right. It's 2005. Covered a 61 percent clip the following week. So like to me, I want to be all over the Jags. Like this this feels like the right time to take them. But everything screams Raiders bounce back against a Jaguars team that simply does not know how to win. Every game they have a lead. Every game they're everything's working for them. Trevor Lawrence, maybe it's his maturity. He's just saying maturity makes horrible decisions. But, like, that game, Travis Etienne was moving the ball up and down the field on that Denver team. Incredible runs. And he still couldn't manage that game. So, it, it is – you're right. That's probably my worst call of the, season, the year, the Jaguars. They've been so disappointing. One-score games, they just keep losing. So, I don't know. I, I, I want to take I want to take the Jaguars, but it feels like the Raiders is probably the right spot here. They'll be – heavily bet by the public this week but it feels like for good reason the jaguars simply suck they just can't win and every week they prove it to us they just not they don't win and they don't cover what's your uh rating on this game right now i've been a pick so again the value is on the jaguars but it's yeah. just like 
my computer can't factor in. And these guys have the loser mentality. Like they just cannot finish games. They get so caught up and so antsy. Um, they can't close out games. We're like, again, we've seen the Giants. Uh, we're the opposite this year. Every close game, they seem like they get better and cooler. You really got to beat them by double digits, double digits to beat them this year. So Jaguars are just stay away from me. It's so interesting. Like, we really thought this was going to be a Trevor Lawrence year because um, of Doug Peterson. What if he's not that good? And I know we're, what, 24 games, 25 games into his career. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and, and 17 of those were with Urban Meyer. Yeah. They're not that much better with Doug Peterson than they were with Urban Meyer. Yeah. They're definitely well coached, but. I, I try to do the Josh Allen thing now where I'm trying to always give guys three years because I really did not see Josh Allen turning what he turned into. I thought he would be like a Ryan Tannehill, a big, strong athlete that can make a good throw every now and then. But being the number one, number two best quarterback in football, I just didn't see coming. So I'm ready to bury uh, Mac Jones. I'm ready to bury uh, Trevor Lawrence. Like these guys to me, Zach Wilson, they're, they're, they're not good. Like Justin Fields look like the only one that's produced that you can see a future with. But it's too early. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep waiting just so I don't look like an idiot because this this draft class, Trevor Trevor Lawrence coming in had all the accolades. So I'll give him the time because he has the body, right? He's got the arm, he's got the skill. It's right now, it's all mental. That's his biggest uh weakness right now. The NBA season is underway and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars plus. FanDuel is the only sportsbook that's giving all customers three months of NBA League Pass when they make a $5 bet on the NBA. You guys know how I feel about League Pass. This is a ridiculous deal. Tonight, my favorite bet is the Chicago Bulls over the reeling Brooklyn Nets. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Plus, with live betting, you'll get updated odds on games that have already started. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So download FanDuel today and use promo code FAVORITES to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older and present in select states. First online, real money wager only, refund issued at non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Reminder, right now our foxhole is Bengals minus seven. Our Simon Says is Washington plus three and a half. So far, the only game that we really love for our final five is Washington plus three and a half. Bears, five-point underdogs at home against the visiting Dolphins? <sighs> we don't have a choice. Another game where we have to do it. 
we have to take the Bears. Like, I love what I've been seeing from the Bears since the bye. And I you, look, we both were big on the Cowboys this past week. I came this close. And right now I'm holding my forefinger and my thumb about less than a millimeter apart from betting the <laughs> Cowboys outline of minus 21 at plus 350. Cause that's how sure I was. The bears were just going to get tanked in this game, but they, they kept it close. I'm glad I didn't bet that outline. Yeah. They, they kept coming back. They had good opportunities. They beat themselves with fumbles. Justin Fields made a stupid mistake by not touching Micah Parsons and jumping over him, uh, which Micah Parsons then returned the fumble for a touchdown. But they're calling the right place for Justin Fields. Like, I think this team is getting confident is what I think. And I just like them in a position at home and outdoor and what we're hoping for might be bad weather. Again, this is a Tuesday. I looked at the weather report. There's supposed to be a little bit of rain, supposed to be some wind. That favors the Bears so heavily in this matchup where you want to be running against Miami. You can move the ball on the ground against Miami. Again, we just saw Detroit move it up and down the field on them in the first half and then just completely fall apart in the second half. Miami is really good, but winning back-to-back games on the road is tough, especially back-to-back games against teams that I think are undervalued. The, the Detroit pushed. This week we're getting nice – we're getting a good points. I don't think the Bears are that much worse than Detroit, right? Like, should this line really be five? No, but they just got blown out. They would have won last week or kept it close. This line's probably closer to three, three and a half. Yeah. So that's what I have it at. So I think we're getting two points, two and a half points of value. As soon as I call, saw this line come up, I thought, holy shit, please don't trade everyone on your team, Bear, so I can bet you this week. I like the moves they made. Like, again, we already talked about it, but the fact they're bringing Claypool now in as well, like we expect him to play this week, that's great. Like, I just like the Bears in this matchup and a letdown spot for Miami. We'll have on the money line round robin, but this feels like Miami wins by three or whoever wins this game wins by a field goal. Just a close, sloppy battle for Miami on the road here. I hate doing this because I hate when I tie my emotional favorites to my decisions on this podcast. <laughs> but it's got to be an exact decision. A choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. When I opened up the odds for the week and I was thinking about the games, the games that immediately stood out, Washington plus three and a half, Bears plus five. Immediately looked at those and thought, and there are some other ones that we're going to get to, but of the ones we've talked about, I think this has to go on our our final five list too. Yeah. Again, it's one of my favorite dogs this week. Yep. All right. Guess what? Exact decision. I have made an exact, Chad has made an executive decision on the bears, which I hate doing. Oh my God. Yeah, what could go wrong? Oh my God. It's because I got like four text chains about the bears that happened on Sunday and it is going to be miserable when I have to be emotionally and financially <laughs> and psychically invested in this team. Jesus Christ. That sucks. Unless it drops all the way to three. I just can't see us not having this in the contest. Yep. Well, it's not going to drop to three in the next 24 to 48 hours just because of Chase Claypool. True. Um, Packers on the road, three and a half point favorites at the Lions. Lions this morning traded TJ Hawkinson, fired their defensive backs coach. I don't know what the numbers are because I meant to look them up. I would be hard pressed to believe that a team 
converted more third and longs, 10 or more, than the Dolphins did against the Lions at any point this season. No, their defense sucks. And like, wow, that was bad. Yeah. And I just feel bad for you, Chad, because every week you just want to keep taking them because it is good numbers every week. But we talked about like this team, not that they quit on their head coach. There's just something missing there. There's something wrong, and this team can't keep games close and just bad decisions. Jared Goff, fourth and two. You need two yards, buddy. And then you can take four shots in a row at the end zone. Said he throws a bomb on fourth and two. They never get the ball. Yeah, they never get the ball back. Game's over. So bad coaching. Dream scenario. Like if I was the owner at this point, you've already kept them, let them go this long, Campbell. Ride it out. You're gonna get now you're you're gonna guarantee yourself a top three, top four pick and a QB heavy draft because Golf started out great, but we've seen what he is, right, Chad? Like, we all know what golf is. So, yes, me and Chad would love to take this number. This is the right time to take Detroit, a team that can run the ball against a Green Bay team that cannot stop the run if their lives depended on it. So, we'll get burned, maybe. But I, I, how do I not take Detroit? This is just two, two, two bad teams in a, in a bad division. I take the home dog almost every time. And the fact that it's three and a half, I'll get sucked in. I'll take that number. One bit of news, DeAndre Swift, not likely to get a lot of carries. You and I both love DeAndre Swift over yeah, hurt, right? rushing yards. Uh, got a little banged up, had maybe one or two carries at the most. Yeah, literally uh, had the touchdown and got hurt. Yeah, not expected to uh, <laughs> not expected to participate. Uh, or I, I think Dan Campbell said this morning on his radio show he might not be playing. Um, so, so if that's true, then we probably wouldn't have him in the contest. We saw – once he was out that second half, they just did nothing on offense. Yeah. We can't, we can't count on DeAndre Swift. Another one. We're going to get sucked in here. Chargers visiting Atlanta. The Falcons plus three and a half. The NFC South <laughs> leading Falcons. They have yeah. one game up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New Orleans Saints. Hey, let's take a flashback to our NFC South preview episode from August. Well, what do you want to say about your favorite team, the Falcons? 28 to 1 to win the division. Four and a half is it a win total? Chad, the only reason we like them is because they're 28 to 1 to win the division. Way too big. Atlanta is just left for dead. There's no hype. It's just gross. That's where I come in. It's too big. Like Atlanta should not be 28 to 1 to win this division. I'm fine with putting 100 bucks, 200 bucks on this kind of bet. You know, come December. They're one or two games back. I can hedge out of it. Like they're just not 28 to one to win this division bad. The Falcons plus three and a half. I mean, we don't have a choice. Like, again, this is probably going to be in our big balls bet of the week. So all the people listening live, you're going to head start here. Grab it. I'd grab it. Atlanta. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. They keep all these games close. The Chargers, they like to play in close games. They're just they their their offense seems like it's completely dysfunctional. While Atlanta knows exactly who they are and what they need to do every game, so um, one of these dogs will go along this week, and maybe I'll back off as I talk to other pros. But I, as soon as this line came out at three, I thought that was a nice gift. It's just the public wants the Chargers to be good. They want them to be good. They want them to win. Same thing when they played the Seahawks. Like I. Everyone got off of them, but back to Seahawks and Seahawks beat them as a big dog. I think it was like a five point four and a half point dog. So looking at this Chargers team, they could have gotten things right during the bye week. I'm willing to pay to see it. So you're giving me three and a half with the land at home. Again, I'm on a bunch of dogs this week at home. It just seems like good numbers. I'll, I'll let the book suck me and I'll take those numbers. Let the public just bet the Chargers. That's what the public should do. They'll, they'll take the Chargers here. As we're talking, 
the line moved from three and a half to three. We are Live moving shows. lines. Live we shows. are moving lines on this show, but we still like it at three. All right. Yeah. I'm interested to get your take on this one because uh, this next one, Seattle is on the road at the Cardinals, two point underdogs. It was two and a half this morning. You and I were on Green Dot Daily. Check it out. Noon Eastern at Action Network HQ in the free Action Network app or on YouTube. It's the show for Action Network fans where we set the betting agenda for the day, for the week. Uh, Simon and I are on Tuesdays at noon. First off the block, we talked about some games that we like. I mentioned Seattle plus two, and I liked it to about one. It was I mentioned two and a half. It opened to three. It's down to two and a half now. Two. You agree or disagree? We're both blinded by the light. We love Seattle. They've been good to us. Like we almost put them in the contest at minus three and a half because we just like them that much. They're good. They're just a good team. Gino is good right now. Like the passes he had to lock it were incredible. His deep ball is really good. Even DK Metcalf, who was banged up, was making huge plays for them. And then Kenneth Walker, the running back, has just been a lightning rod for them. Like the guy is really hard to break down, uh, tackle and break down. So everything Chad's going to say is true about Seattle. I wanted to take them right when they opened at three. I did throw a little bit on it because it was like, okay, this is a good number. How can I not? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do here, Chad. It feels like I'm being sucked in on my We're love. Being sucked in. Here's what we know. We know that defensively, they're relatively the same. You look at yards per carry, same bracket. Yards per attempt, defensively, passing, same bracket. Seahawks are just so superior offensively right now. Uh, with, with a quarterback, statistically, on the, the stats that matter, looking inside, yards per attempt offensively, uh, yards per carry, they're crushing it. You know, Kenneth Walker is going to win Rookie of the Year at this point. He was amazing against the yeah, Giants. likely. The bookmakers got lazy and they opened the Cardinals a minus three because it was a divisional game between yeah. two teams they think are even and they made them three point favorites at home. And that's not the right side. Just don't hold against us, people. Like right now, I'm on Seattle. Let me talk to the, let me talk to the boys and find out if me and Chad are stepping in one because this feels too easy. I'm with Chad. Like right when I saw that plus three, I grabbed it. Not shocked at all. Got down to two. Just makes me a little worried where I dropped down to one and a half at a lot of offshore books, a lot of respected books. Shot right up to two and a half. So uh, clearly a group has made a statement here, taking Cardinals. I ain't buying it either. Like, again, I want to take Seattle here. So like the number, we're going to wait and see on this one. The Los Angeles Rams are on the road at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are two and a half point favorites. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Breaking news, literally as we speak. Uh, the Broncos are trading Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins for a package that includes a 2023 first-round pick. Bradley Chubb will be playing for the Dolphins this weekend against the, Chicago, against the Chicago Bears. Does this change how we feel as the Bears plus five? Defense no, definitely coming sucks. In, you're just rushing the quarterback. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And the Bears' offensive line is terrible. No, that's a, good, that's a great move for Miami. Um, but no, I, I, don't, I don't think that changes my opinion at all. Hopefully it gets us to six. That'd be nice. Um, give us, right. The public does like that. Give us a nice little bump. Um, love it for Miami. That's a, that's a key thing they've been missing is pass rush. So uh, in that division where you have Josh Allen, love the move. Great, great, great trade and a guy you want to pay. Like that's a guy you don't mind having on your team long term. So smart move by the front office of Miami. Yeah, I don't mind giving up a first I, I thought they didn't have a first round pick though. 
Miami. They got it taken away for the Brady thing, but who knows? Maybe it's next year. They they lost their own. This is the one they had from San Francisco. One from the so the pick they had from San Fran. Wow, smart play. I think it's a great play. Like Chubb yeah. is a known quantity. He's not old. Pass rushers like you can see them playing later into the careers, being really effective. It's it's a great move. I'm still going to be with the Bears in my exact, exact decision. Yeah. Uh, still going to have the Bears in the contest. Hope we can get a better number. <laughs> Bucks minus two and a half against the Rams. Yes, please give me ta- Tom Brady in a desperate, desperate spot for less than a field goal against a team that cannot move the ball. Cooper Cup is now day to day. Allen Robinson continues to be a challenge. Van Jefferson was non-existent. Uh, and this offensive line is as dreadful as the one they're playing against. Sure. Two broken teams. I, I guess we'll take the Bucks at home. Um, just got no confidence. This team literally just got dominated by the Ravens in the second half, and the Ravens didn't have anybody. They lost Mark Andrews. They didn't have their top receiver. They had their number one running back. Baltimore still dominated them, so – the Bucks are they're bad. I mean, like me and Chad just talked earlier. We, we don't even feel comfortable betting them to the win their division right now, even though it's only whatever minus one thirty, minus one fifty. It's like I don't know. I just don't know what to think of this team. I feel like there's still a lot of bleeding left. So I'll take Tampa, but you really would have to convince me Sunday morning if you want to get this one. And like I'd really have to hear from other people and from Chad where it's like, okay, I see what these guys are doing because to me. It feels like I'm just playing a fade on the Rams. I just think the Rams are even more broken. Um, that's why I take Tampa. But just diving into the numbers, Aaron Donald could kill Brady. Like, again, this could just be an easy under bet for us um, and everyone else listening. You don't have to take a side. But if I had to take a side, I'm with Chad. I'd, I'd take Tampa here in this spot. I think it'll be an interesting conversation for us on Sunday. I yeah. don't know that we're going to love all – like right now we have Washington, the Bears, Detroit – Atlanta, Seattle, all short dogs. And I think on Sunday, we're going to look at the Bucks and have thought about it a little bit more and think, all right, <laughs> yeah. at home, there's less than a field goal. These are two bad teams. If it were two bad teams that we didn't have biases against, we'd be taking the home team at less than a field goal. <laughs> it's true. No, I have no bias here. It's just like you just said, it's just like a really stinky play. Like we're just playing strictly the numbers, trying not to think about this game at all, which I'm a big believer in, so yeah, you might be able to convince me. Titans on the road, 12 and a half points, uh, underdogs against the Kansas City Chiefs. Got a text from uh, a buddy called Snoop, Snoopy the dog, Tennessee. He said, we got to take Tennessee this week. I said, we'll talk about it. I don't know what to do. Like, I had to hear more from people why they love Tennessee. When I first saw this number, I like Tennessee, the fact that it's a huge number for the Chiefs at home. Historically, they let teams hang in this. I mean, I can even all the time I can think of Jordan Love's game with Green Bay. Like that game, Jordan Love might have completed five passes. They somehow covered the 11 half spread, wherever it was that Green Bay was. Uh, I don't know what to do. Like the Chiefs historically don't perform well as big favorites. Um, There's usually a spot you go the other way. So the fact that a pro texts me mid-show uh, that we need to talk about Tennessee, you know, makes me know where the pros are at. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised here in the sharp calls. A lot of pros are going to be on Tennessee. I don't know. Don't feel comfortable doing it. So maybe that's even more reason of doing it because Malik just could not move the ball in Houston. Houston's defense is much worse than this Chiefs defense is. And this is Arrowhead, right? So it's a lot to put on a rookie QB 
Um, maybe it's just the fact that it's Derrick Henry. King Henry right now is looking like the best running back in football doing it all. Maybe Christian McCaffrey. I shouldn't say that. Uh, man, that's a tough one, Chad. What are you thinking with this one? Are, are we going Tennessee here? Yeah, uh, we're totally going with Tennessee here. It's uh, <laughs> you, you just mentioned, by the way, you didn't want to pull the trigger on Tampa to win the NFC South. So again, he, he Simon is talking about on Green Dot Daily this morning. We oh. talked about um, the picks that we were looking at. And then we talked about at this point in the year in the NFC South, the Falcons are in first, the Bucks are in second. And in the NFC, uh, NFC, what was the other division? It was the NFC, the uh, NFC West. West. The Seahawks were in first and the Niners were in second. So we're talking about like, if you're buying futures on the division, who do you buy? We both wanted to hold on the box and buy the Niners. Um, but uh, I think I saw, I, I looked at this this morning and thinking about today's events and was like, yeah, I think we're going to bet the Titans. <laughs> yeah. Again, it just feels like a situational play and a huge number. You've seen Vrabel get his team up for these kind of games. Like yeah. the defense just plays for him in these spots. So we could have pie in our face, me and Chad, and we're down 28 nothing, and there's zero chance that Tennessee could come back in a game like that. But we're hoping for is a 13-10 to 10 half at half or something like that, just a game that's sloppy and Tennessee can keep close, and that's the game that they're going to try to play. So big number. Already got pros texting me about it during our live show. It's probably a smart move, so I'll just shut up and uh, agree with Chad and take that number. The Ravens with Roquan Smith, two and a half point favorites on the road at the Saints. Look, last week we talked about this. The Saints were two and a half point underdogs, two point underdogs. We initially loved the Raiders. The wise guys told us in our sharp call segment that the Saints were the play. They couldn't have been more right. Yeah, no, they were right. And like, again, that's what I feel like, Chad. I feel like a dummy. I try to think I'm smarter than these guys. <laughs> it wasn't. I was an idiot. I lost a bunch of money on that. They had zero points, the Raiders. That was truly embarrassing. So, yeah, I should I should probably back the Saints here, right? This is probably going to be the sharp play this week. You back the Saints as a dog at home against a Ravens team that has a bunch of injuries. Like, that Mark Andrews injury is a real problem. That guy can't go. Third number Bateman. one receiver. So. Bateman, too. Bateman's out, right. So, Love that they're making moves for their defense. The issue might be the offense for them right now. And we just saw the Saints, looks like they're going to keep Kamara. Like, again, we're sitting here before the trade deadline. We don't know what his future holds. But if they keep him, yeah, I'll take the Saints. I don't know if it'll be one of our five because it's not a great number. I'd rather get it no. in three. But, yeah, the, the Saints at home on a primetime game, that fan base, you know they're going to be going crazy. Ravens have had a nice run here, right? They've put together some, some good wins here. Feels like a letdown spot. Back-to-back road games for them. Uh, usually they trip up on the second one. I, I'm i surprised, right, at this number. I would make this closer to a pick. So it's going to be interesting to talk to other guys, other pros, to see if they're back in Ravens because this number's moved, right? I think it was one, one and a half. Now it's up to two, two and a half. Um, someone's taking a position on it. But, yeah, gut instinct, the numbers say, uh, like my model says, everything. You take the Saints in this primetime spot. It's kind of like Cleveland last week, right? We just we're taking the ugly dog in a primetime spot because you're getting a good number because the public's just going to bet the favorite. We've had a lot. We've had a lot of news this show. Uh, the Bears traded for Chase Claypool. The Bears also happen to be our executive decision and one of our favorite five so far at plus five. 
Foxhole was the Bengals minus seven. I didn't put the Bengals in our favorite five, though, which I should. Bengals minus seven. Simon says is Washington plus three and a half. Um, the Broncos have traded Chase Claypool, uh, traded Bradley Chubb to the to the Miami Dolphins for a first round pick. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, reminder that uh, for everybody listening, we are headed to Lexington, Kentucky this week. We'll have our normal best bets episode uh, available Thursday night, Friday morning. Um, just like we always do for those who want to listen to that Thursday episode on AMP, as long as the flights for me, Matt Mitchell and Simon Hunter cooperate, we will record that episode live at three Eastern. We're all going to be in the same hotel recording that episode three Eastern Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon. We'll have a bonus episode from Radio Row at Keeneland. If anyone's in the, anyone is in the area, come visit us. That's 1 PM Eastern Radio Row on uh, Friday from Keeneland. Um, we'll get that one turned around right away. So podcast listeners should see it in their feeds by 4 or 5 p.m. on Friday. Lots of moving parts. That episode will not be on AMP. The 1 p.m. Eastern episode on Friday will not be on AMP. Feels like I got it all, right, Matt Mitchell? That's right. And if you're in Lexington, Kentucky, we'd love to see you either live at Keeneland on Friday afternoon or Thursday night out at one of Stucky's lovely wife's bars, Stagger Inn or Two Keys on Thursday night. Or Friday. Or just see me and Simon somewhere stumbling <laughs> around on Friday night. Maybe we'll convince uh, Chad to stay. Probably not, though. All right. I think we've said it all. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Our producer is Matt Mitchell. Download the podcast from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Love you.